0: Hi there, and welcome to A Different Way of Seeing. Have you ever wondered how a disabled person lives their life? Join our host, Lois Drachen, as she chats to people about work, education, travel, sport, the arts, and leisure, and the tools and techniques they use to live their lives with the disability. And now... On
1: with the show. Hi, it's Lois. Just a note to remind you that I have also written and published six books. To find out more, stay tuned at the end of the interview. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of A Different Way of Seeing, a podcast where we talk all things disability. This is another episode in our session of interviews where we talk to people who are working beyond the disability sector to find out a little bit more about the work they do and how they manage that work when living with a disability. And today we're chatting with Tyrone Harding. Tyrone, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us on A Different Way of Seeing.
2: Hi, Lois. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here.
1: It's great to have you with us, and I'm looking forward to digging into a little bit about yourself and about what you do.
2: Thank you. I'm looking forward as well.
1: Great. The best place, I think, for us to start is for us to ask you to let us know a little bit about yourself and your story.
2: Okay. So, basically, I am just your... Average guy lived a fairly unremarkable life up until the age of 26, where I was shot during a attempted home invasion and ended up being paralyzed from the waist down. And um, there's a whole story there, but essentially I spent five weeks in a coma, nine weeks in hospital in total, and a further eight weeks in rehab learning to use a wheelchair and navigate disability for the first time in my life, and it was an eye-opening experience to understand how differently people with disabilities get treated than what I was being treated as a normal, able-bodied person. I wouldn't say normal, but an able-bodied person. Um, It's quite a contrast.
1: That must have been quite something to adjust to.
2: It was. I think... For me, one of the things was I was grateful to be alive and that gave me a positive mindset from the get-go and it helped me with the adjustment period. But from there, it it's, it, it takes effort to keep positive through life.
1: Such true words. So tell us about a little bit about the work that you do.
2: Sure. So I currently work as a data analyst. Um, essentially what I do is we take a client's company corporate data and we modify it and then extract the information from it so that the client can then create, um, or the client can then make um, business decisions based on their own data and have it as accurate as possible to their systems. So we do that from the start, from the modeling process all the way through to creating visuals, dashboards for the clients to see. We do comparisons. And yeah, you know, that's basically a data analyst. It's just giving business the opportunity to make smart decisions with relevant
1: information. So I would imagine that you must work a lot with not just data issues, but also information privacy issues and things like that.
2: Absolutely. Um, one of the main concerns is also once we look at a client's data is we have the, the onus is on us to protect that data to what we have access to. But then also to make sure that when the client accesses it, that everyone in their business only accesses the information that's relevant to them.
1: That's quite a process.
2: It is. Um, we do. We do have good backing from experience that we now have a process that works, but. We always try and be careful with these things. And it's, yeah, it's a complicated process, but it's been challenging in all the right ways.
1: I should imagine that as, as in so many different things, it's more difficult to set up those processes initially. But then if you're using the same or similar processes with different clients, you don't have to recreate that from scratch every time. Or am I wrong?
2: So we've got certain things that we can replicate for a new client or new project, but it's actually very interesting to see. So we work a lot in specific um, sectors and even two competing companies. And I mean, like direct competition, the systems are completely different. The data strategies are completely Mm. different. And that's interesting because you'd think there would be a standard across the board. And I thought, where's the case?
1: Yeah. So,
2: we're sorry. Carry on. So, we have to adapt to each and every project as it comes up because everyone will have a unique system.
1: Okay. Interesting. So, what skills do you think are crucial? or important for someone working as a data analyst?
2: Well, the first joke that we always have is you have to know how to be able to Google Google something. Um, we do not know everything, and there's so much that you can do. The desire to want to learn things and look things up is incredibly important. And then you go to the actual um data analytics skill set and processes so we do everything from sql um, programming or sql language everything to um, Excel, power bi all of these things are like day-to-day skills that we have to have and have to use so it's a very technical field with lots of aspects but it is easier as you go, the more you learn, the more capable you become.
1: Okay, so that that's a bit about kind of the platforms that you're working with. But in terms of the personal attributes that you find that you're using, um, I talking about the the ability to Google, I suspect curiosity, the ability to sort of look at information and that type of thing to analyze what you're reading strategically, all of that must come into it. What else would you say?
2: So I always say that my biggest strength in data analytics is my love of learning. And I think that is key. The, the, data space is forever changing there's always new techniques new software Um so wanting to learn more is incredibly important and having a technical mindset just being able to think in abstract ways and basically a problem solving mindset because that's essentially what we're doing we're trying to Take a bunch of data, turn it into information, and then extrapolate key points that we can act upon. And it's not like, so anyone that has that mindset of being able, like, I'm trying to think of the term for it, but being able to think outside of the box, not be able to deal with abstract ideas like data is a bunch of numbers and cells on a page somewhere that you can then take information from. So I think that kind of mindset.
1: You've given us a great overview of some of the key skills that come into play when looking at data analytics. Tell us about the training you received. How did you become a data analyst?
2: So I had an opportunity to learn the platform. And one of the things about me is, as I said, I I enjoy learning. So I've always been looking, where can I find online courses? How can I get information and upskill myself? And that's one remarkable thing in the IT realm is that 90% of what you need is available on YouTube, on um, open source websites, the information is out there. There are free courses all over the place. Anyone can upskill themselves. So when I had the opportunity, I was shown these platforms and said, like, is this something that I'd be interested in? And I started looking and specifically for myself, um, we specialize in Microsoft applications and systems. So Microsoft has an entire um, site dedicated so it's Microsoft Learn where you can literally do courses and learn about every single aspect of IT in Microsoft so it's everything from data to programming to using the actual applications all of these are in, available online um, I did SQL courses through YouTube that Help me upskill because in my industry it's great to have a certificate and it's great to have a a qualification behind your name but at the end of the day they want to know that you're capable of what you're doing and i think that's what i love is you can be self-taught in the it industry and if you're capable of doing the job you pass the tests you you can do whatever you want um so there's plenty of online resources um, Microsoft has online courses, Google has online courses, IBM has online courses. And these are just three of the platforms that I know have been focused on. Um, and it's, as I say, it's, it's remarkable what's available online. And anyone with internet connection and a desire to learn can go and learn it.
1: Which also goes back to your initial comments about... The key skill is the ability to Google.
2: Yeah. It's it's about knowing that if you have a question that you can't answer, someone has probably answered it somewhere on the internet because they've had uh, the same question. Um yeah, so yeah. I'll end on that.
1: Great. No, you haven't always been a data analyst. Tell us about your previous working experience.
2: So, I am actually on my um, fourth career at the moment. Wow. I'm one of those people that change things up. I had good reasons for each and every change. But after school, I was a professional photographer for, I think, five years. Um, I left that to go into something I thought was a little more lucrative into occupational health and safety and I was working as an occupational health and safety officer at the time that I was injured Um, working on petrochemical sites so garages where you'd fill your car we would be the people doing the health and safety for any maintenance or, um, or building of these garages and that was what I was doing at the time but What happened is after I became disabled and ended up in the wheelchair, I started noticing that the projects that were coming my way started slowing down tremendously. And I took it up with my employer. And eventually we came out with the fact that the client is concerned about having someone on their sites with a disability because they think that it is a risk, that there's a chance of something happening. Now, the irony of the matter is that I was the one approving and writing risk assessments, mm-hmm. and I'm the person with disability. I'm pretty sure I know what the risks are the best. And I was never consulted in this. They just sidled in me. And, yeah, that that was a challenge that I wasn't even involved to that discussion. Decisions were made for me, and it affected my career. And I eventually left that career because having a disability, basically being in a wheelchair on a construction site is less than than desirable for most most construction companies.
1: So that would almost be considered blatant discrimination.
2: Absolutely. And at the time, I didn't know as much because I so, I think about my timelines. I think it was a few years after my entry that we essentially our entire department got retrenched, and I moved on and Only then did I really start getting into things like motivational speaking and disability integration and just raising awareness around disability and then I started to realize what had actually happened to me, and that's I'm not, a, I'm not the only person that that's happened to.
1: Mm, it happens regularly. Unfortunately. unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So from that career, as you said, of all the changes have been for good reasons. Where did you travel next in your career journey?
2: So I then started my motivational speaking company. So the pivot point is my company. Um, doing motivational speaking we do disability integration um so that's basically disability awareness training doing disability advocacy as well as I use my occupational health and safety background and do disability audits like accessibility audits um so I did that full time and I was very nice and smart and ended up Starting my company right as COVID hit and it was a struggle. And I ended up burning out to the point where I no longer enjoyed the speaking. And when I got the that's when I got the opportunity for the data and analytics. And I said, this is something I'm interested in. It's already stuff that I was looking up for my own purposes. Like I went, I was starting to keep track of my stats of how many talks I had given and people in the audience and that kind of thing. So it was already in my wheelhouse, kind of. And when I got given the opportunity, I said, perfect, I can do this as a career. And now that is why I moved to data and analytics, that I can now keep the speaking as my hobby because I can now, I don't have to derive my entire income from it. So I now enjoy it more again. started enjoying
1: the speaking again. Okay. In listening to your story about the experience you had in the occupational health and safety field, it brings up a lot of questions for me, a lot of thoughts around the way disability is perceived in the job market. Why do you think it's so hard for people with disabilities to find and keep employment? Uh,
2: The problem is that able-bodied people make decisions with good intention, but they don't have all the information. So they think what they're doing is the correct thing by protecting and isolating people with disabilities. They don't want them to have negative experiences in the workplace. Meanwhile, that means that they're isolating the disability group more because they're not being included in the corporate world. And we see this often it is people want to help, but they don't know how. And instead of involving people with disabilities in the discussion, they make blanket decisions which are often detrimental to those the decisions are about. Um And I think that's the problem is that corporates are scared to do the wrong thing and get in trouble for it. They overcomplicate the processes for themselves. So I work with a group where we help corporates um, basically with their internships and people with disabilities, bringing them into the corporate environment. And one of the big things is that they're worried about doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing and upsetting people when instead, if they just ask the question, like, how can we help? Is there something we can do to assist? I think we over, they're overcomplicated for themselves. And that is why it's such a struggle to have people with disabilities included in corporate world.
1: I'll ask you the, the question about specifically about the data analytics later, but what advice would you give to someone looking in the job market for employment? Someone may be coming out of school, coming out of tertiary education. Where should they start? How should they approach that as giving them the best opportunity to overcome some of those barriers that are in place?
2: So I think one of the big factors that often play a role is that people with disabilities are often underestimated purely based on the fact that they have a disability. So something that important something that's important for me is always put your best foot forward and show yourself as a professional person with a disability. So oftentimes the people that we help getting into the corporate world, something simple like having a fully filled out LinkedIn profile is not done. Um, So if you have that, you can then curate what goes on the LinkedIn profile so that people can look at it and go, okay, you know what you're doing. You have these skills. Um, Yes, you have a disability, but you're showing that it's not a detriment. Because unfortunately, when people perceive us, they perceive the disability first and the aspects to that. And it's always the negative connotation. Because I have a disability, there's going to be things I can't do. When instead, if we show them what we can do, we control the narrative. We control the discussion by showing them this is what I can do. I am not, I'm not a liability. I am a person with skills and knowledge and a mindset to achieve things in business.
1: That's great advice. Yeah, mm. and I love I love your 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 the way you framed that as being you know who controls that narrative, and ultimately we need to own the the way we're perceived where we can. Yeah,
2: yeah absolutely.
1: So Tyrone. If people would like to reach out to you, find out a little bit more about you, about your work, about some of the disability work you're doing, where can they find you online?
2: So all of the major social media, uh, um, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, either under my name, Aaron Harding, or under my business name, The Pivot Point, Um yeah, I'm contactable on all of those platforms. Going to be focusing on certain specific platforms in 2024 for content. But I'm contactable
1: on all of those. And we'll include the links to those in the show notes as well. So Thank then you. as a as a final question, then let's go back to that the thing of advice. What advice would you give to a person with a disability? who would like to consider a future in the world of data analytics? Where should they start? What should they do?
2: So, as I said, um, my focus is on Microsoft products, so that's where my initial inclination goes. But everywhere, all, all the large companies, so Amazon Web Services (AWS). They also have online courses. I say sign up for these courses. Do one of these courses in a specific field. If you think, if you enjoy the course and you're enjoying the learning, then look at what steps to take further. There's, there's and for life me. I can't remember the link now, but if and um, people go and Google, they will find it. There's something called the. Um, the IT sorry, I think IT career roadmap so basically if you look that up essentially what it is it asks you certain questions what do you want to do where do you want to go um, which field are you a data engineer data analyst business analyst those kind of things and then it will recommend a roadmap of courses that you can do Um things that you need to learn along the way in order to achieve that. So that, again, takes me back to the IT industry. Everyone wants to help each other. So the information is out there and it's accessible to everyone. They can have a look, just do a search, find a roadmap, and then do these courses. Um, Again, it's open to anyone. It's up to you to want to learn.
1: That's a great and very practical kind of first place to start. Tyrone, thank you so much. It's been really interesting just getting to dive a little bit into the world of data analytics, the skills, the opportunities that are out there. Thank you for sharing that with us today on A Different Way of Seeing.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here.
1: Hi there, it's Lois again. At the start of the interview, I told you that I've written and published six books. Here's a little bit more information of the books and how to get hold of them. The first books that I wrote are four illustrated children's books about a blind mouse named Missy Mouse, who uses her other senses to engage with the world around her. They're aimed at children from three to eight years and are great ways to start conversations on the topics of diversity, inclusion, and disability. My next book is My Personal Memoir, A Different Way of Seeing, A Blind Woman's Journey of Living an Ordinary Life in an Extraordinary Way, which was a bestseller on Amazon. In this book, I really look at the tools and techniques that I use to accomplish simple and some not so simple tasks and to tell a few of the stories of things that have happened to me since losing my sight at the age of 21. My final book, Pause for Thought, is a memoir about my last guide dog, Fiji, and Pause for Thought is written in her voice, detailing the ways in which Fiji sees the world. It's called Pause for Thought, Seeing the World Through the Eyes of a Guide Dog. It's filled with stories of things that Fiji and I did, and her characteristic sense of humor and unique perspective on the world. All of the books are available on Amazon and are available for South African readers from my website, LoisDrochen.com. I know it's sometimes difficult to know whether you'll enjoy a book before you start reading. So if you'd like to try out my writing style, you can download a free chapter of Pause for Thought from my website. On lowestrauchen dot com forward slash pause dash four dash thought. That's lowestrauchen dot com with two s's forward slash pause PWS dash four f o r dash thought t h o u g h t That's loistrachen.com forward slash pause dash four dash thought.
0: Thank you for listening to A Different Way of Seeing. We'd love to connect with you. So find Lois at loistrachen.com or Facebook Loistrachen Speaker. This podcast was edited by Craig Strachan using Hindenburg Pro. Hindenburg, it's all about the story. The credits are done at Naledi Media. Naledi Media, all your vocal needs under one roof. Read by Charlie Jassy. That's it for now. Thank you for joining us and see you next time when we bring you into the world of seeing differently.